You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 61. 10 Broadway musicals we're thankful for. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? This is Maggie Barra here. Welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, then welcome. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic or join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Tribe. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. We have a great episode for you today. You are in for a treat. This is the Thanksgiving Day edition of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, and I am joined by none other than my sweet, sweet beau, Colin Sanderson. Hi, Colin. Hi. (laughs) We've been laughing prior to recording this episode because Colin thought it would be funny (laughs) if I began the episode as how. How would I begin it, Colin? Hi, this is Maggie Barra. Or that's not how you start. (laughs) That's not how you start it. (laughs) Uh, She starts it. Hi, you're listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, coming to you live from the Blue Yeti, which is the microphone that we're using. (laughs) You're screaming. (laughs) What am I not? (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a good one, you guys. Okay, so now that that's over, let's... Talk about what we're going to talk about today, Colin. What is this episode all about? Our favorite musicals. Yay! Musicals that we're thankful for, I should say. Oh, yes. Yes. And I'm excited for this episode because I love talking about my favorite musicals. I didn't discuss this prior to this recording, and I feel like Colin's favorite musicals change every now and then. They do. So I'm interested to see what he's going to say and also what I'm going to say because (laughs) I'm just going to put it out there. My favorite musical of all time is Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. And if anyone wants to fight me on that, they can fight me. Mm. But She's feisty, folks. Yes, but... I want to talk about this one as well, because even though it's not a musical, it reads as a musical the way that it is, the way that it was directed, the way that it it just is performed, is Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh. And... We'll get to that one. Yes. We'll get we'll get to that one. But we have to keep the secrets. We have to keep the secrets. I don't want to give too many things away. So if you haven't seen that show. Go see it. Go see it. And also they have a Friday 40 lottery on Today Ticks. If you download the Today Ticks app, you can enter every single week to win the lottery for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. For that following week. For the following week. And 
you get one entry per person per email address basically if you win you are granted tickets to both parts of harry potter and the cursed child there's part one and part two you are technically required to see both and once you win you are given 40 dollars tickets the tickets are 40 dollars total for both parts so if you enter for two people it's 80 they're 80 you can only enter for yourself and one guest so we'll keep the secrets on that one. But Colin. Yeah. Give me your all-time. Oh, no. Favorite. Ultimate favorite musical. There's nothing wrong with it. It's the best music. Best book. Oh, jeez. I'm just kidding. You don't oh. have to start. <laughs> um, well. No pressure. My... This isn't a show I'm thankful for. Okay. Oh, okay. I have a few that I'm thankful for. Okay. But my favorite show mm-hmm. of all time is Miss Saigon. This is a shocker to me. I did not know that. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Miss Saigon. Oh. I love that show. Have you seen it live? Performed live anywhere? No. Which I think is a testament because I the, yeah. I saw it. I went to shameless plug. I went to the Orange County School of the Arts in Santa Ana, California, Thank and you. my senior year in my advanced acting class, uh, we watched a video produ- uh, video production of the Fullerton Civic Light Opera production of Miss Saigon. I think okay. it was okay. Um, on like a very old TV. Oh my gosh. And I, f- that's when I fell in love with the show. I was wow. like, this is incredible. Now, have you seen on Broadway HD, they have a recording of when. The revival? Yeah, the revival, even Nova, Nova Zada. Oh shoot, now it. I need to go watch that. Okay, so after this, we'll be watching that <laughs> production. Um, write that down so you don't forget. Yeah, they recorded it. It's on Broadway HD. If you have a subscription to that, you guys, it's really awesome. I mean, they're adding shows to it all the time. Mm -hmm. Basically, Broadway shows are having their productions recorded live, and then they share them to this site, which if you're a subscriber, you have the opportunity to watch them whenever. I know some of them on there right now are Falsettos, Kinky Boots, Miss Saigon. American in Paris. American in Paris is one of them. And you can deduct it, deduct, deduct it. You can deduct it for your taxes. Yes, you so can. it's a tax write-off. Yes, you can. And heads up, if you're an equity member, you actually get a your first year. I believe you get a discount on your subscription. So check in with Equity on that before you get your subscription to Broadway HD. Not an ad, just a just a genuine love. Yeah. For the arts. Um, Miss Saigon. Okay. Yeah. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. Um, not only is the music just like. Amazing. Amazing. Um, but the story is just, I don't know what it is about it, but I just get so entranced in it. Um, and I just feel like it's really powerful. It's a very powerful love story. Um, and it just like took me on a journey, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, 
enthralled in it. And the history behind it, too, yeah. is really incredible. I love shows that are set in a very realistic historical period mm-hmm. of time. Um, and that one's just beautiful. Yeah. Now, you love Miss Saigon. Do you also love shows like Les Mis, written by the yes. same guys? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I that love music Les is so good. Les Mis was one of the first shows I think I really fell in love with. Um, I think I saw Les Mis on Broadway when I was in the sixth grade. We went for our choir trip, and it was one of the first musicals I saw on Broadway that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Like the first shows that I saw on Broadway were like Beauty and the Beast, Peter Pan, but the first one that I can remember. And I remember the story, I remember everything, which is ironic because Les Mis is so complicated, the story is so mm-hmm. complex, was Les Mis. And I think it was also because at that time, uh, YouTube was becoming popular. Mm-hmm. And so people were uploading different recordings of the show to mm-hmm. YouTube, cough, cough, bootlegs. So after I saw the show on Broadway, I then went to YouTube and just mm-hmm. looked for every single bootleg I could possibly find of the show. Mm-hmm. Every different like cast of the show, the UK version, the Broadway version, the tour, anything I could find. Love that show too. But I, I know that Miss Saigon now is one of your favorites, but you mentioned earlier, what's the, what are the shows that you're most thankful for yeah um so i if i narrow it down okay. i mean there's quite a few okay but if i narrow it down to two right now hmm. um it would they're both disney musicals actually yeah yeah so the first one is the lion king because oh. it was the first show that i ever saw yeah um i was maybe 10 mm-hmm. and i went with my family and I vividly remember it, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. And I, if you didn't know, I'm from uh, Orange County, California. <laughs> Shameless plug yet again for a Southern Californian boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I went and saw it at the Pantages with my oh. family. And I was, it was just magical. Mm-hmm. Just seeing the movie come to life on stage was just everything. And it's so stunning. It's so well done. And there is truly a reason why it's still running on Broadway yep. right now. There's absolutely a reason. Um, it's just incredible. Um, and that's the show that really like, made me love theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just very grateful for that show. And I would love, now that I live in New York, I would love to, to see it on go Broadway. see it. And you haven't seen it. I have not seen it. Yes. Isn't that wild? So I need to take you. I know. I grew up in New Jersey. I've seen a million Broadway shows, and I have yet to see Lion King. I think it's one of those shows that because it's been running on Broadway for so long, you often, when you go see shows, you're often drawn to the shows that are brand new or Mm -hmm. are up and coming or just shows that have current buzz around them. So you forget about the shows like Wicked, Phantom of the Opera, Lion King, Chicago, where there's a reason, obviously there's a reason why those shows have been running for so long mm-hmm. and they deserve love just like yes. the new guys. Yeah. So, hmm. um, so that's number one. Okay. The second one <laughs> is The Little Mermaid. I knew you were going to say that. Because that's the show oh, that I met you. He said it. You guys, he said it. Oh. So it's become really special to my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also 
the first time as an equity performer that I was a featured role and then also got to understudy a lead. A lead. Yeah. So I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Yeah. And what a show that was. What a production I that know. was, too. Hmm. Yeah. I just got lost in Colin's eyes. <laughs> what are you going to do with me? Oh, I don't know. No, that show. And also, I just really love that show, too. Mm-hmm. I really love that show. Like, growing up, loving The Little Mermaid, the movie... When I found out it became a musical, I was all about it. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't get to see it when it was on Broadway. I did see the production of it that ran at Paper Mill. Okay. So this was after it was at, after it was on Broadway, it had closed, then went to Paper Mill. And what they did at Paper Mill, as I believe, is that they made some changes to the script and the score so that they could license it out to regional theaters, which is mm-hmm. how we did our production at the Fireside Theater. Mm-hmm. So songs were changed, cut, replaced. I know that Ursula's song. Oh, so what's the song that she sang oh. in the in our production? Um, she sang... Not I Want the Good Times Back, right? That's the one that, that was, was ad, that was the original. Yes. Which is actually a better song. Right. So she sings in the in the licensed version. She uh-huh. sings Poor Unfortunate Souls and, and um, Daddy's Little Angel. Oh, yes. So they made a couple of changes to Ursula's songs, The Eels. They also, for the Paper Mill production, instead of using Heelys, they hmm. flew. So they had a they fly all flew? system. Not everyone, oh. but like Ariel in part of your world mm-hmm. and stuff like as much as they could yeah they used the fly system they did that at the paramount too they did when um when they did it last uh-huh. year i think yeah yeah it's i mean i didn't get to see the heelys so i don't know what it was like i imagine it was probably really difficult to mm-hmm. do but um you know it's hard to show that you're swimming when you're clearly just walking um it's hard to make that picture with your body Mm -hmm. but it's you know once everyone's on board once the entire cast is on board with the fact that this show is primarily set underwater Mm -hmm. um it's really incredible to watch yeah okay so the lion king little mermaid Mm -hmm. miss saigon yeah hmm and then I would say Newsies is really special to my heart. Yeah. Um, because I grew up watching the movie and oh. loved the movie. Isn't it with Christian Bale. With Christian Bale. Yeah. I loved that movie. Um, I would watch it all the time. And it's funny because since then, like, I did little events where I would, like, be a newsboy. At, like, I, I did an event for my dad Aww. for Golden State Foods. And we had, like, it was, like, Good News for... I think it was called Good News for Kids. I think mm-hmm. it was like a fundraiser event and I was like dressed as a newsboy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in shows, I would always be dressed as a newsboy if mm-hmm. it was like in the 40s. Um, and then I finally got to be one last year. Yeah. And uh, did that show injured. <laughs> um, but like that made me so much stronger. 
Um, and I did it with my mentor, which was a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also the show where I started developing my New York family. Hmm. I love that. Yeah, because I was the only Chicago kid. Yeah. In that show at the fireside. Hmm. Any shows you currently love right now? Like any new favorites of yours? Hmm. I loved Mean Girls. Yes. And I went to the pink lottery. What was yeah. that? The the on Wednesday we were pink lottery. Mm-hmm. Um and surprised you with tickets. Yes. It was like the rush it's if you rush it on Wednesdays yeah. and you wear pink. Yeah. So yeah. that night, the mm-hmm. night before I was like <laughs> running all over New York Looking City trying to find a pink shirt, which was actually really hard. Uh-huh. I thought it would be easy, but it was hard. <laughs> Pink was not in color in uh-huh. the month of September. <laughs> um, and I woke up at five in the morning mm-hmm. to get to that theater, the August Wilson Theater, mm-hmm. and stood there. It was raining and it was dark yeah. um, and got tickets. And I was a little nervous about seeing the show because I really didn't like the movie. Um, but it was so good so funny too. and the music is so good and hearing taylor louderman <laughs> belt to the gods was everything i needed and more <laughs> belt to the gods oh yeah it was really good hmm. and i was laughing yeah and i'm not really one, not to... one to love that kind of humor yeah con. but i was dying yeah i remember you cackling yeah heaving i know (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was so good and the choreography yeah is just oh the choreography is incredible it's so good and just just the set like it's such it's just so iconic just the show is becoming its own its own like mega thing yeah yeah i think they did a really good job at adapting that movie and making it relevant to right now yeah um because when was that movie made in like 2004 Mm -hmm. i think so a lot has happened in our world in the news in politics so much has happened in technology Mm -hmm. and electronics and social media that by setting the show in the present time yeah it is really updated it in Mm -hmm. more ways than one and i didn't know if i'd like that because i love the movie personally i love the movie the way it is Mm -hmm. but the musical really did it justice yeah i think absolutely and it's hilarious Mm -hmm. and the ending was all i knew yeah they did a really good job with the ending too no spoilers obviously but the team did a really good job with the redemption of certain characters in the show and i appreciated that yeah now, I feel like this wouldn't be the proper episode if I didn't talk about Hades Town. Oh. Now, here's my story with Hades Town. So, I wasn't someone who grew up with Anais Mitchell's album, her concept album. That album in itself came out in 2010. So, you can see how long she's been working on this specific thing that is Hadestown but 
I came across it. I saw a commercial for it, like on Facebook or something. I think because I like Great Comet. And so I know Rachel Chavkin directed Great Comet. She also directed Hadestown. And also Amber Gray stars in Hadestown. And she also was in Great Comet. So there were some similarities and I was interested about this production. So I clicked on it and listened to some of the music and I was like, whoa, this is different. So I listened to the recording at the time that was out, which I think was the recording right before they came out with the Broadway, original Broadway cast recording. It had a couple of different voices on it, but I was so fixated on like the style of musical theater that it was because it's not quite folk but it's not quite jazz band but it's not quite musical theater at all it's like somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure we've ever heard a musical like it before I mean we have musicals out there like Hamilton and in the Heights thank God for Lin-Manuel Miranda who's introducing these new styles of music to musical theater at least but Hadestown is like all of the above and it does so in a really cohesive way mm-hmm. like it's not like I ever listened to a song in Hadestown and I'm like oh that's that sounds different from the rest of the album it's got so many styles on it but mm-hmm. it's cohesive And similarly to Great Comet, the reason why I like Hadestown so much is because every song speaks to, like every style of song speaks to a certain character. So Eurydice's music sounds different than The Fates or sounds different than Hades. All of their sounds are very different. Same thing for Great Comet. Anytime a new character came on stage, there was a shift in music or a shift in rhythm. Mm -hmm. And I love smart storytelling through music. Mm -hmm. That's why I love Sondheim. Like, I love composers who are specifically putting clues into their music about the characters. How do you feel about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I felt that way with Mean Girls, too. Like each yeah, character I would has kind of their own style. Like Regina's songs are all kind of sexy. Um, you know what's funny? I'm thinking of Meet the Plastics, where mm-hmm. each character introduces yes, themselves. Yeah. And if you listen closely to what's going on underneath them, it's fascinating yeah. because each is so different. Mm-hmm. The tempos are crazy different and all on purpose. Yeah. So. Regina is strong and sexy, whereas Gretchen's is super up-tempo, super frazzled, Mm -hmm. Um, and then Karen's is very simple yeah, and happy and bright, Mm -hmm. and I love that because that song's a short little tidbit into their world, yeah, and it tells us so much, even Mm -hmm. if you've never seen the show, even if you don't know any context about the movie or about the musical you have a really good idea of these girls yeah just from that Mm -hmm. but a show that I'm especially thankful for is 
next to normal. So I saw mm. this back in like 
and man, the music. Again, it's one of those scores that's not quite rock, not quite folk, but somewhere in the middle, mixed in with beautiful musical theater storytelling. So really appreciative of that one, really thankful for that one. Uh, I guess two other shows that I'm really thankful for are Wicked and Phantom of the Opera. Um, Wicked, I think I've seen now three times. Hmm. Um, Still haven't seen it on Broadway, uh, but I saw three touring casts that came out to California. Different ones. Different ones, yeah. Hmm. Um, Once at the Pantages and then twice at Segerstrom in Costa Mesa. And I just loved that show. Um, anything sort of like fantasy, um, magic, whimsical, I am all about. Um, I just, I just think I love kind of living in kind of a fantasy world. My brain just kind of goes there. Um, and it was so, I, at that point I hadn't read the book, um, And it was so interesting seeing just like a different perspective on a story that we all know. Um, And one that seemed very current and contemporary versus like the Wizard of Oz seems very, I don't mean dated in a bad way, but um, it's 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 stylized. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the the acting's very stylized um, and just kind of how it's filmed is it's just older. um, And it was just so cool seeing a spin off of it. And then I actually did a book or like a book report book project Mm -hmm. in seventh grade about wicked. And, um, I had to like put together a trailer with my friend Lauren and we like made this whole trailer of, of it as if it was a movie, a trailer of wicked. Yeah. Of the book. Yeah. It was weird. It was crazy. What a time to be alive. Yeah. And Phantom, you said too? Um, and then Phantom, yeah. So Phantom, um, I think I saw the touring company that came to Segerstrom. And then the movie came out when I was in like seventh or eighth grade or high school. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And Emmy Rosam, I loved Emmy Rosam. Um, and I literally would, my brother and I would be home and would just sing to the soundtrack. Yeah. And, at that point, my our voices hadn't changed, so like we were these little boy sopranos, just singing like, like just singing to the skies, um, and I would like test like test the limits of like how high I could sing because wow. that at that point in my That's life so I could funny. sing really high, which is funny. Mm, I love Phantom. Yeah, it's just beautiful. I've seen that one a couple of times. I saw it with you. Yeah, we did see it together. That was on a double feature day, right? We saw Phantom of the Opera and Anastasia. Anastasia? Mm -hmm. Mm What a time. Yeah. I love Phantom. I love that music. I love epic shows like that. If I could do an epic show like that for the rest of my life, every single day, I'd probably be tired, but I'd also be really thankful Mm. because I love musicals like that. They're so cool. Mm -hmm. They're like... They're so epic, and they're everything you dream about when it comes to performing on a stage. The music, the set, the lighting, the story, everything about Mm -hmm. Phantom. Again, there's a reason why that show's been running for a long time. Yeah. And there's a reason why it's so Mm well-received by so many people 
in New York and so many people who come and go yeah. in New York. And it's inter- it's also interesting seeing how the show kind of morphs as time goes on. Yeah. Like costumes kind of get revised a little bit. Um, that happened with Wicked a lot. Um, and the tour that is out right now, the set is different mm-hmm. than the Broadway production. Um, I can't remember where, but I think on Instagram I saw renderings of the tour set and it's actually very different and really cool Mm -hmm. um you just kind of get a little bit of a different taste of phantom with that Mm -hmm. with that tour that's out still the same story but Mm -hmm. a little bit of different design which is cool you know what i just remembered another good one that i'm actually really thankful for has nothing to do with wicked or phantom (laughs) the opera in fact it's very different than both of those but legally blonde oh yes and it's because (laughs) and as you can tell i'm very i'm very excited by that show i love that show so much but i just remember I think I so I was in I remember vividly I was in seventh grade when it came when it was recorded and aired on MTV Mm -hmm. and I had my parents like DVR it Mm -hmm. and I would come home from school every day and turn on that freaking show (laughs) and annoy my grandma so much I'm sure because she would watch us after school and she probably knows the show just as well as we do my sister and I we both would come home from school and just watch that show wait is this grandma over and over again oh this is grandma oh grandma (laughs) this is grandma Kate yes grandma Kate she she went through it with us she had to know every single musical theater reference every single song on Broadway by the time she was done with us because we just would not stop watching like I was, first of all, though you can say what you want to say about the live shows that are currently happening, um, live musicals that are happening on TV, stuff like that, I think they're really important because if you're not in a big city like New York or Los Angeles or Chicago or even near a city that tours come through Mm -hmm. you don't get to see big productions like that no and your only ways of seeing them are if you fly out to those cities or drive out to those cities or if you find recorded versions of them online um whether they're legal or not Mm -hmm. i mean there are a lot of legal productions like as we were saying earlier broadway hd is a great resource for that um and different things like that like well now with uh um like the live musicals that they've been doing yeah and they they've put some of them on like netflix and mm-hmm. stuff i know memphis was on there and you can and buy Shrek them was on, on the store like yeah you can also all buy the, them like little mermaid lives on music live they're like dvd yeah in target yeah <laughs> there's a bunch of different ones um i've definitely seen a ton of shows online mm-hmm. um especially when i was like out at school in Texas and I didn't have the ability to see a show. Um, that's sometimes your only way of seeing it. And I just really appreciate that efforts are made to do that. The fact that Legally Blonde, I mean, first of all, it was a good audience to do it for. It was for MTV. The movie is shown on MTV all of the freaking time. Like that's a, that's a movie that is just, if you turn on the channel, it's probably playing. Um, so it was smart to do that, but also they did a really good job at filming it. So I think, I mean, yes, I ended up seeing it on Broadway, 
towards the end of its run. But I mean, had it not been for that recording, I don't know if I'd love it as much Mm -hmm. because I got to really know it and love it. Mm -hmm. I think seeing a musical is one thing, but if you get the chance to watch it a couple of times or really get to know the soundtrack, you appreciate it more for what it is. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I was that way with Wicked, Rent, and Phantom. Mm Mm-hmm. I would listen. I listened to the soundtrack before I even saw the show. Yeah. Have you ever seen a show that you haven't seen? You haven't read anything about or coming listened in to? completely blind. Yeah. Have you ever seen shows um, that you came in completely blind, hadn't listened to the soundtrack, and really appreciated them, like really loved them? Yeah. Oh. Um. A chorus line. Mm-hmm. And I think Finding Neverland. Okay. I saw the tour. Okay. Um, you you knew nothing about a chorus line, nothing about Finding Neverland. I knew completely nothing about a chorus mm-hmm. line. I knew kind of the concept for Finding Neverland because I've seen the movie, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't really know what to expect going into the musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, and I, was it Flashdance? I think it was Flashdance, the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I like knew really knew nothing about and I think I watched the movie after the fact (laughs) and by seeing those musicals like did you have a new appreciation for any of them um a chorus line yes Mm -hmm. um I really loved that show and that was one of my first Broadway shows that I saw Mm -hmm. um and I just thought Finding Neverland was beautiful. Yeah. It was absolutely beautiful. Do you think it's better to have listened? Do you think you find you enjoy musicals more when you know more about them prior to going to see them? Yes. Yeah. Because I I don't have to worry about really focusing on the lyrics or the dialogue because I already have a familiarity of what is actually going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes like when, when you're listening to a song, sometimes you can't really get all the words. Yeah. um, But when you know the soundtrack, you're like, okay, I don't have to worry about the songs because I know them. So I just can listen to the dialogue. Yeah. I noticed that. So when I saw In the Heights on Broadway, I had mm-hmm. not listened to any of the music prior, and I didn't know anything about it prior to that. I loved In the Heights, but the mm-hmm. only thing that I wish I had done was that I wish I had listened to the soundtrack a little bit more and understood more about what was going on, listened to the lyrics a little right, bit clearer, right. because it's a really fast-moving show, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of rap, so it was difficult to understand in the moment, even yeah. though they do a really good job at conveying that. Um, so when I saw Hamilton, though, I was very familiar with the recording. Mm-hmm. Like, I could give it to you right now. Mm-hmm. But and, by the, and, of course, by the time I saw it, I really appreciated it, because I knew all of the lyrics and I knew them really well and so I could focus more on the spectacle that is Hamilton like I could focus more on the choreography and the music Mm -hmm. and the 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 way that the actors conveyed what they were saying yeah um you know but sometimes you go into shows like Cough Cough Great Comet of 1812 where you don't know 
anything about the show straight up i still don't know how i love that show so much because when i went to see it i did not read like the little note that they had in the program in the very front where it gives you a breakdown of the characters like Mm -hmm. i knew absolutely nothing except maybe i heard like philippa sue sing a recording of no one else Mm -hmm. i knew nothing and i walked out of that show loving it now sometimes when you have that mindset on shows your expectation is low because you don't know what to expect like you know there were points in Hamilton where I was just so used to the soundtrack that Mm -hmm. if I heard something different on stage it kind of altered my view of the show yeah but when you go and see shows that you know nothing about sometimes they surprise you Mm um yeah well well Maggie Colin (laughs) we didn't talk about harry potter fine we'll talk about harry potter okay you don't have to ask me twice it's so good harry potter and the cursed child is so good i am extremely thankful i'm extremely (laughs) for that show okay first of all we've seen the show now how many times you've seen it twice twice you've seen it three three times times. i saw it twice with colin once with my grandfather Mm -hmm. it's so good it's so good i really hope that show stays on broadway for a long time it's it, sh- it, has- it well well they put so much money into that they do and they've they've been i've been show. checking the numbers they do a pretty good job at selling it so yeah. i don't think it's gonna go anywhere anytime soon it's also I being done not. in san francisco mm-hmm. it's just like i don't really know if i have words for it it's just there so are magical. no words yeah um they do such a good job with that one and i grew up reading those books yeah and then i reread them maybe three or four years ago mm-hmm and then I and that was right when the play came out, mm-hmm. um, and so it just so happened that I I like made Picked a goal to reread all the books in two months, and yeah. then right when I finished the last book, the play came out, so I read the play, and I was a little disappointed in the play. Interesting, because I, the way it read, it read like a movie. Yeah, would you say that it read slow and that there were a lot of like scene directions? Yeah, it read. Like it read very slow um and there were a lot of this a lot of stage directions describing the magic Mm. and in my head i was visualizing it as a movie Hmm. and i was just i just couldn't wrap my head head around how they were going to be doing that on stage and when i when we saw the show i was blown away were you pleasantly surprised i was overjoyed yeah I was just in shock. And we about sat the first time we do. saw it, we sat so close to the stage. We did. And we still could not see like so many of the things that they were doing. Like all of the magic that they were doing. We could not see through it. Like it, we I have we I we have no idea. Yes. Yeah. I have no idea how they did it. Yeah. Truly. And what a beautiful story too. Like I'm, how yeah. well written. I just have so many good things to say about this one. Yeah. And the cast is so good. The cast is really good and yeah. Like I, I I remember leaving and I was like, I don't know what I read, but that script is actually very good. Hmm. Um, you know, I just think all it needs all the components. You really can't just read this read the script. Mm-hmm. It just it's just that type of show that you need everything. You need really good actors. You need the magic. You need the the moving set. The 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 choreography i mean it's that makes me uh, wonder how many plays go unpublished or 
Mm. go unnoticed because by directors because so many of the elements that it takes to create the play are outside of the page yeah outside of the script so obviously because harry potter is harry potter Mm -hmm. and you know it already has a following of its own and a world of its own literally a world of its own yeah um it it was done and Mm -hmm. it, it was successfully done I'm curious. I wonder how many out there yeah. are like that. I also appreciated that they didn't replicate the movies. The movies. They did. In terms of costume design and also music. And music, it's just it's it's very different and very unique. Um and kind of created a, its own special magic of its own. Um its own special magic of its own. Is that what I just said? You did indeed. I can't talk. That's okay. It's late. It's its own special magic. Mm-hmm. It's magic of its own. <laughs> it created magic of its own. Yeah, it did. It certainly did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking back to the characters, though they did... They did justice to the characters that you saw in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave them a new life. Yeah. They weren't necessarily impersonations of the actors from no. the movies. They were a good hybrid of mm-hmm. the books mm-hmm. and the movies. Yeah. And the actors that were portraying them as well, mm-hmm. which I appreciated. And also the music. I mean, if you have a it's... chance, check out the soundtrack from that show. It's so good. Yeah. Just brilliant. Just absolutely brilliant. And like, so again, so different than the soundtrack from any of the movies, but like gives you a really good idea of the style of the show that it is. And the reason why I said earlier is that it moves like a musical is because it really does. I mean, it's super fast paced Mm -hmm. and the music in there is so specific to the storytelling that it does a good job moving the show along, and it almost feels like a musical in that way. It really does. Never yeah. stagnant. Yeah, you know, and pacing, moving. pacing yeah. was everything with yeah. that show. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it read slow for me because I'm a slow reader. Mm-hmm. And having seeing it and seeing how fast paced it was, and how the actors really picked up the cues, like it. It made it, it. It made those scenes exciting. Yeah. Totally. I would totally yeah. agree with that. Hmm. I want to go see it again. Me too. <laughs> Let's go see it again. Let, I don't worry, you guys. I entered Let's the lottery. Let's go right now. <laughs> I entered the lottery again this week. You did. I already won once. Okay. Actually, that's a lie. I won twice. <gasps> wow. Mm-hmm. What a time. I know. Enter those lotteries, you guys. If you're near any of the cities like i know new york has some but so do other cities i know chicago has a cup quite a few mm-hmm. and theaters that have tours every once in a while they those specific theaters have lotteries as well or they just have rush tickets they also have rush tickets too that you can see the show for cheap and cheap ish and um you know you can't really complain with the seats because yeah. in theaters like that there's every seat is pretty good mm-hmm. so oh I love Broadway. 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 I love Broadway. Thanks for joining us on this wild journey that we took through the entire Broadway canon that is our favorite 
and most love musicals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we covered a wide range of... We did. Contemporary musicals, I suppose. Yeah, we didn't really mention any classical musicals. <sighs> we'll save it for another time. <laughs> Our favorite classical musicals of all time. Mm, we could do that. That'd be, that. A, good that'd be one. a fun yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to thank Colin for joining us this week on the podcast. Thanks for having me. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Give your loved ones a hug. And we'll see you soon. If you've enjoyed today's episode and you found it helpful, I would love it if you could screenshot it, share it to your Instagram story, and tag at Actor Aesthetic, because I love to see who's following along with me there. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and hit that subscribe button so that you can join me every single week for a new episode of the Actor Aesthetic podcast. Until then, this is Maggie Barra signing off. It takes a village. I'll see you next week. Bye.